What's going down everybody, Don Mega here from Am I On The Air And what you're about to listen to is the audio version of our Am I Still On The Air Thor Love and Thunder spoiler review Now the original version of this show you're about to listen to aired live on YouTube on July the 10th We broadcasted live this past Sunday night on YouTube with myself Friggins, peeps, and we broke down all of Thor Love and Thunder in its spoiler filled glory. But I know for some of you guys, you like to listen to the audio version. So that's what this is right here. But I wanted to let you know that there is a video version available in case you didn't and you would like to check it out. So two versions available of this podcast. You could watch the video version over on youtube.com slash am I on the air and you'll be able to see the video right there. Check out our am I still on the air playlist for more episodes as well. But if you would just like to sit back and listen, that's what you're here to do right this and here. This, my friends, is the audio-only version of the Am I Still on the Air Thor Love and Thunder spoiler review. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new edition of Am I Still on the Air? That's right. We are back with another spinoff edition of Am I on the Air? But this time, it is our Am I Still on the Air Thor Love and Thunder spoiler review. That's right, son. Uh, it is time to talk about the 29th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are back at it again. Of course, we were here a couple months ago talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and now we are here with a little love and a little thunder and ready to bring it down under. So, as always, when we do Am I Still on the Air, you know I never come alone. So, guys, first of all, welcome to the show. It is at Am I on the Air. I am your host, Don Mega, and you can follow our links right there to uh, follow along all the social medias, everything you need as it's all going down and just watch that ticker down there as well too to see where to find the show and all of our social media hotness but in any way time to bring in our guest once again i'm don mega and tonight my first guest is friggins what is up man hey i also brought my hammer too so i'm ready to bring the hammer down hammer cheers i'm trying to like (laughs) <laughs> I don't know the videos. Um, but yes, I'm I'm super stoked to to uh, bring our hammers together. For this you want me to put the hammer down? <laughs> All right, I'm putting my hammer down. What's up, everybody? Right. Thanks for tuning in and joining us for another live YouTube special edition, and which I'm sure will be a podcast later as well for those listening on the podcast action. Oh, you know it, man. We always bring it to you in both versions. You got the YouTube. You can watch it and enjoy. But if you'd just rather listen, you know we'll always have the podcast version up and running for you guys on the feed. But, of course, we are not fully assembled yet because we got peeps in the house. What is going down? Where's your hammer? You better bring your hammer, son. It's right here. (laughs) It's right here. It's definitely a hammer. Oh, yeah. That's not a 25-pound weight at all. No. (laughs) In the heart of a star. (laughs) There we go. Hey, DX. Thank you for having me, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, been looking forward to this. Uh, 
man, for at least three days. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty excited about this one. And DX, yeah. you forgot about the Maverick. We we also uh, we also we did the Maverick. Bit. I was just trying to keep it with the MCU, but yes, okay, we do lots okay. of spoiler reviews. It's not we don't just don't keep it in the comic book world. You know, we all over the place. Yes, we are. So if you like Maverick, you want to hear us talk about Maverick, go check it out in the podcast feed. Is there as well? Yeah, buddy. Great film. Great film. Spoiler. Great, great film. All right, guys. Well, hey, you know what we do? Uh, if you are new to the channel and you're new to these, uh, we like to invite you all in and we're going to talk spoilers when it comes to this movie. Okay. It has been out for a couple of days now. If you haven't seen the movie yet, go ahead, check it out and then circle on back. Just bookmark this. You can come back later, but I don't want you to get mad that we're talking spoilers up in this piece. So be mindful of that. Um, but yeah, you know, we break it down. We talk about what we didn't like. We talk about what we liked. We talk about what we wish was there. We talk about our overall thoughts. We talk about the post credit scenes. And of course, at the end, we're going to have our updated MCU countdown, which is always fun to go through because this is now, like I said, the 29th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we got a big list to break down once again. Where does Thor Love and Thunder fall? Uh, it's going to be interesting. So phase four continues on, and I can't wait to see where we land. So uh, before you know, before we get into the full spoilers, you know, we always like to start it off with our overall thoughts. So this is, of course, again, we're there opening night. We go into the theater. Check it out, and um, and then we walk out. And what is our initial reaction thinking when we come out the theater? So, in a non-spoiler way, overall thoughts. So, I'm going to roll it over to Fred. Kick us off, man. What was the overall thoughts coming out opening night? I know we all saw it on the preview night, right on Thursday. So, you know, July seventh, twenty twenty two. We coming out the theater. How are we feeling? I like still kind of had that smile on my face. I was uh, just, I was, I felt like I was still laughing. Like it was really funny. And I got that vibe of like, oh man, that was like a fun, good time. I think that's the best and most simplest way to encapsulate kind of the vibe that I had. And then, you know, after the film, we walk out and we kind of like, we're throwing out some of our favorite scenes to each other as we stood out in front of the theater and, and talked about it for a little bit, which was fun to do. Usually I have to like run back home because of work and stuff like that. But um, it, it, it worked out nicely where we got to talk about these like very high end comedic aspects. And so coming out there, I think that's the number one feeling that I had. Um, but there also was a smidge, a itty bitty little bit of this doubt of, was that as good as I hoped it was? Mm, I guess we'll find this, out here in a this minute. This was your number one pick for our most anticipated movie. It was movie. my number one. You're Mine absolutely well. right. Yes. I, big, I been, big deal. Big shoes to fill coming into that number one most anticipated, right? I have like the, the, the number one issue of, of uh, Jane Foster as Thor, and I send it off to get it signed and graded and everything. I have this badass statue back there up at the top of the shelf. You probably can't see it in the screen. But, um, you know, of, of her, it's like one of my favorite statues. So there was some big shoes to fill coming into this one. So, But that was my initial thoughts coming out. I was... I was still experiencing the the vibe of the the hilarity that ensued. Okay, okay. You have a statue of Jane Fonda behind you. Jane Fonda. No, <laughs> don't have that one. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, um, exactly what Friggins had said, kind of leaving the theater. Um, it had a, had an amazing time. Um, like how many, so many scenes were very funny. Friggins, he stepped away to go to the bathroom for three minutes and he (laughs) missed like three, like super funny scenes. I was trying to explain to him. It's a barely two hour movie and he had to go to the bathroom. I drank a bunch of soda before I made that mistake, but and it was hard too because I'm like I had to go for so long, but it's like beat after beat after beat after beat. I'm like, when can I go? And then Never. he goes, and then he misses Thor uh, calling the uh, um, oh man, what's it called, Stormbreaker, and then he flies off, and then just immediately gets like, yeah. shot down again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> missed it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, couldn't find um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it was it was such a good time. Um, lots of laughs. Um, you know, the, uh, there was a point though in the movie that I was kind of saying to myself, like, as fun as this movie is, it's not blowing me away. So I think at the end of the day, this is just going to be like a really good Marvel movie, but it's not going to be like on the top until for me. And I'll I'll get into this a little bit more later, but the end. Like the ending of this movie was something that I didn't foresee, <laughs> and I just love it through and through. Um, so many moments at the the very last scene, and then, like I said, the absolute ending was absolutely amazing. I, I loved it. So, uh, um, so yeah, I, I was very because of that ending part. It just kind of sealed sealed the deal for me, and just uh, just made this movie just overall incredible for me. Dug it. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah. So I will kind of, you know, triple that sentiment. Uh, I mean, going into it, uh, very, very sky high expectations. Like we talked about, number one most anticipated movie, right? So you're going into a movie that you've just been waiting for. Um, long delayed, right? Like, I mean, this movie was supposed to be out, I think, at the end of last year. Then it got pushed back. Then it was supposed to be in May. And then that's when they had shifted everything again. Doctor Strange went to May. This got bumped to July. And uh, but we finally made it to it. I've loved all the trailers. I mean, this thing was living up to all my expectations and went in and exactly just smile on my face, smile on my face from the start to the end. Um, loved it, loved the action, loved the humor, loved the sentiments, like just the way it brought everything together. I was just super, super thrilled with it. Um, and like you said, just that overall thought was really just walking out and being like, that was a fun ass ride. You know, like, and, and that we've been, I don't know if I want to use the word disappointed, but, you know, phase four has definitely been kind of a weird roller coaster ride uh, mm-hmm. with a lot of things, especially on the Disney plus kind of side. And, and it's just been kind of like, you never, you don't really know what you're going to get anymore, I guess it yeah. seems these days. And um, you're just hoping like, okay, I hope this for the most part lands where I want it to land. And yeah. I totally felt that way. Um, and I've seen the movie twice now already i went again the next night on friday with my daughter and um i will say this watching it the second time i enjoyed it much more the second time around um which again i feel like is the whole expectation thing right like again we go in with such high expectations on that first showing that i think your mind is already being like I expected this to happen and maybe it didn't mm-hmm. quite happen that way or I wanted that to happen and that didn't quite happen that way. So you walk out and you're like, yeah, that was really good, but did it hit what I really wanted? 
And then when you watch it the second time and you kind of your expectations are lowered, right? Because you've already seen it. There's no real big surprises. So you get to kind of just sit back and enjoy it more for what it is. And I had a blast with it on that second time. I mean, not that I didn't the first time, but just that much more. Um, and and even with my daughter sitting next to me and seeing her reaction to a lot of things and her loving it. And I don't know if this is where Peeps was going, but at the end of the film, a couple scenes at the end of the film, my daughter was just over the moon about. And, you know, like like I said, the second the credits started rolling, she was like, that's my number one MCU movie. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, amazing. damn, okay. That's awesome. You know, that's like, awesome. yeah, it was cool because she's such a big Spider-Man fan and she had No Way Home at, her, at the top of her list and immediately was like, put Thor on there for me. Um, so that was really, really cool. Uh, definitely plan to see it again before it leaves the theaters. That's for sure. But yes. yeah, that's that second showing, man. Like I, I would definitely be interested to hear what you guys think. If you go and see it a second time, if you feel like you enjoyed it more on that second viewing, because like I said, I do feel like some blinders are taken off when you watch it that second time. And then you're kind of just enjoying it for what it is. And the ride is incredible incredible on that second viewing i feel like so. that's such a good point because i in uh, constructing my list and trying to put it together i kept thinking like i feel like i have to watch it again because of exactly like everything you just said about like expectations and all these things um but there's something else to be said about the feeling of coming out there and not immediately being like oh my god that was amazing like when i watched the batman earlier this year that was a reaction I had. It was just like that came out of nowhere and I didn't expect to like it as much as I, I really did. And even though it was high on my anticipation list, ended up being so different than whatever I'd expected, but in a much better way where, you know, this, it was a different product of the anticipation. So um, it, it is strange to have that conflicting uh, feeling coming out of the theater on the initial and the the concepts of rewatching like the Batman I'm like I can't wait to watch that again but this one I'm like eh, I'll watch it eventually see I almost feel the opposite with the Batman because I came yeah. out of the Batman loving it too right I gave it five stars I was like yeah the movie's incredible I have yet to watch it a second time interesting, and interesting. I bought it I bought it it's on HBO Max and I look at it and I'm like yeah, I don't want to sit here for three hours and watch this dark ass. Like, <laughs> like, I really don't have like this eagerness to sit through that again. And it's yeah. and it's funny because it's almost it's almost to your point. And it's like that's what I was thinking of, like when you were talking about your overall reactions, Fred, and just because it was your most anticipated movie too. How you said you left with a smile, but then afterwards you were like, "Did it really do everything I wanted?" It's it's because I think we hype these things so much in our heads, right? We just were waiting, 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 and then we get it, and we're kind of just I think our own criticalness kind of brings us down a little bit because we start overthinking it and then when you watch it that second time it really just is like like i said it's like the blinders are removed you don't have any of these unforeseen expectations because you've already seen the movie so you already know it's going to go on you get to kind of just enjoy it for what it is and then you end up enjoying it almost more because you're not held back by maybe the things you were expecting on that first viewing but so. man, when Shang-Chi came out, I saw it twice <laughs> in the same day. And I was just like, I couldn't wait to watch it again. And I, yeah, it was just, um, you know, so it is a different experience for sure. That's for sure, though. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. 
In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we'll start as we always do. We like to get the negative out the way. So the what didn't we like? Um, and this was an interesting one because it's always hard sometimes with these movies, especially when you really like them to be like, what didn't I like or what would I have changed or what would I wish there was more of uh, that maybe I didn't get? And I sat there for probably a half hour today trying to put a list together and only got two things written down. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to kick it off, and uh, I literally only have two things that I could think of, and maybe you guys will jog something in me when you guys are talking, but I have two quick things and uh, that, that kind of bugged me that I wish there was uh, it played out a little bit differently. And the first thing uh, I'll say is the lack of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I did not in any way expect them to be in this whole movie, right? So just to kind of put that out there, like I understood, like knowing going in, even though I knew they were in the movie, even though I knew when they were filming, they were like, oh, the whole Guardians are on set and this is going to be awesome, that it was probably going to be a very quick scene kind of in the beginning. Um, I just expected more still. I feel like even what we got was not enough to even be a quick scene because like, that as awesome as that opening scene is, it's like it's like the Guardians couldn't handle this fight, so then Thor had to come in and whoop shop all by himself, you know, for the Guardians to be like, all right, well, cool, like good job, like <laughs> now now let's go ahead and take off, and and then they take off, and what I expected the whole movie was for them to come back at the end and help with the gore fight. Um, I totally thought that they would reconvene at the end and be a part of the big battle at the end, right? Thor kept talking about, we're building a team. We need a team, right? The whole damn movie. Let's go to the gods. Let's get Zeus and let's get everybody to be this team. And he had a whole damn team with him, man, with the Guardians. So why would that have not circled back at the end? You know how cool that would have been to just have that exact same scene in the beginning, but have them come back at the end and kind of help kind of close the the ending of the movie. Um, That would have been cool. Even if they were just fighting the you know shadow monsters somewhere on the planet you know while thor and jane went and did that final battle together so that could still play the same way they didn't need to be directly involved in gore but it still would have been nice to see them come down and be a part of that i just expected it because they even kind of teased it in the trailer too i noticed they changed the audio as they always do marvel likes to f with the trailers to screw <laughs> yeah. us up yeah, and in it. one of the trailers he says we're putting together a team you got you know my ex jane we got valkyrie and we got the guardians of the galaxy like he literally names them and then that did not happen when he was going through that scene oh, in I the actual movie yeah so i was like uh you know so that kind of bugged me because uh, I love the Guardians. I know you guys That's all do fair. too. So, like, I mean, I was so stoked they were a part of this, and I just wish we had a little bit more. I love what we did get, but I wish we had more. So that was a bug for me. Uh, and the second thing that was a bug for me kind of is the same thing, and that's for Sif, for Lady Sif, man. Like, Dude. we did not get her in Ragnarok, right? She came back, but come on. Like, it was a cop-out and a half. She's got about 30 seconds of screen time. Yep. Like, it, it, for, for somebody that's as big of a character as she is, like, they've used her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they've used her in these other things. You know, she they had her blip, you know, so she could still be alive, even though, you know, the whole Warriors 3 got killed. And, and 
kind of effed up when Korg's telling the story and he's just like, and that guy, and that guy, and whoever that guy is, like, just totally disregarding Thor's best friends, right? But uh, so yep. that was a little bit of a bug, too. Um, That's but, how uh, I felt about the whole freaking okay. movie of Ragnarok. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, so, like, so when we heard Sif was going to be in this, because, like I said, she wasn't in Ragnarok, and we're like, man, when's Sif going to come back? And that was such a big pop moment in Loki when she popped up in that one scene, and she kept slapping Loki, and they kept replaying it back and back and back, where she just kept slapping him and stuff. And it was like, ooh, Sif's going to be in Love and Thunder. Hell, yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then you get that moment, it's like, oh, Sif's in trouble. I got to go help my friend. And you're like, yes, here we go. And she's just dying. And he's like, let me get, let me take you home. And then you never see her again. And at the very end, she's like teaching the kid how to sword fight for 10 <laughs> seconds. And that's that. And it's like, again, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it just sucks because now she has one arm. You didn't even get to see that battle. I wish we would have at least seen that fight. That's the least they could have done is seen her arm get chopped off by the necro sword or <laughs> something, right? Like, just to kind of get a little bit more with her. Um, I, I did love the line, though, of uh, her arm is in Valhalla. <laughs> but hilarious. she can't go yeah. <laughs> because she didn't die in battle <laughs> but maybe her arms there um so that was great but yeah just the lack of sif i just i expected so much more just because i was so happy they were bringing her back into the fold and that's what we got so those are my main two things guys uh for the what didn't we like is just really just the lack of sif and the lack of guardians of the galaxy on my end really that stand out so uh I'll roll to you fred kind of what were the things that stood out to you you know, I have a feeling that I'm going to be on probably a lot of the opposite end of the spectrum as the two of you. So maybe peeps should go first so I don't feel as bad when I <laughs> Okay, okay. Everyone okay. roll it. You, you call me. You call me. Yeah. Um, so I have to kind of put a little preface in front <laughs> before I start saying my nitpicks. Yeah. Um, I mean, number one, I want to absolutely clarify that I am 100% nitpicking. So, like, you know, when I say I don't like this, it's not just like, oh, this was terrible totally. or ruined the movie for me. Just a total But, then, but he's like, you don't say it. But then when you say it, you're like, oh, my gosh, and I hate this scene. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. how I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at the same Sounds time. Sounds like you didn't like it. <laughs> it's a complete contradiction in some aspects because, like, there's a thing I'm going to say that I disliked and liked at the same time. And it doesn't make any sense, I know. But no, uh, I, first, no, I, like, I got exactly that too. I got all right, it. all right, all right. Oh, yeah, uh, but to to first just start off right off the bat, I would say that I um, do echo with what you were saying in uh, Don in reference to disliking kind of what was done with the Guardians. Um, but I, what bothered me about it was how they just were like shunned him off and, and like if they didn't care i feel like if they were around yeah. them for that long of time they would have you know established yeah. some sort of rapport and it, it was kind of a funny kind of, and it was funny but and that's the point is it was just yeah, trying right. to be a comedy and like but like in the scene <laughs> when right. thor yeah. shows up and he's in the cool jacket or the vest <laughs> and he's wrecking all those uh furry creatures up um star lord specifically is like loving it he's like yeah, 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 yeah like smiling the whole time and then like they get to the the next scene and he's just like you should go we gotta split up see you later <laughs> and it seemed like just such a, a contrast to what i was seeing before that so i i, I think that I, was more of just he loved being in battle with him but he didn't you know but he's also you know they always have that that whole 
back and forth of like who's in charge and who's the leader yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. So I think he was kind of like, all right, cool, we're gonna go our separate ways. I know, get it. Point. I just and again, it was the whole point of it is to be funny, and so that's I want you to you have know, this ship. One of my <laughs> care of yeah. <laughs> so you're giving me my ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take um, so you know that, that kind of bothered me a bit. Um, it was was that particular part of the relationship. I have to say, like Jane, as amazing as she is, she's one the uh, Mighty Thor is one of my favorite characters in the comic books. I really like what they did with her, and like they designed her well. She was total ass kicking, but at the same time, I feel like I don't know if it's writing, if it was direction, uh, but like I know Natalie Portman is an amazing actress, but for some reason, she just felt a little dull. Um, you know, and that was a little bothersome to me. I didn't like the cheesy comedy aspects that she brought. Um, again, I know that's all totally the script. I'm gonna come up with a new catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, it it, it made me chuckle, but it just was like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't see the character like that a, way. She's in like my a head. child. Yeah, and and yet Valkyrie is still absolutely amazing. I wanted to see more Valkyrie than I did of her, and which is nuts because again, Mighty Thor is like one of my favorite characters. So, um, you know, it's it, it is what it is. But so again, a little bit of nitpick on how they handle Jane's personality per se. Um, and then, okay, I'm going to do it peeps, but like the end that you absolutely love, which I'll try not to spend a lot of time talking about. Cause I, I'll, I know you want to talk about that as, as the, the highlight. Um, I did like it. That scene literally brought tears to my eyes. Cause I was like excited for the kids, but at the same time, I didn't need the kids to be there. Like I rather the kids got zapped out. And then do what Don said and had the Guardians show up and be like, you know what, Thor, we really love you. We'll fight the Shadow Monsters. You and Jane take care of the um, the big bad. And I think like that's something that I would have appreciated or liked a lot more. Um, because yeah. in addition to that, obviously the main point is the connection between him and Jane and, and the loss that occurs there. But also the um, uh, you could bring in the like, you know he's they he's still building bonds in that relationship with the guardians and that friendship family mentality um and so i think there was a missed opportunity there because if you're telling me he could have like charged up the stupidest things to be badass uh weapons of of destruction why did he not do that against thanos and that is the problem with thanos is now from now on mm-hmm. we're going to say why didn't they do that with Thanos? And so, um, unfortunately, um, that's a side effect. But anyway, those are a couple of my complaints. That was it? It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> oh. Damn. Um, I mean... They didn't They didn't do it because Dr. Strange said there was only one way. That's true. <laughs> that that's actually true. worked. Let me add one more. Okay, now I think about it because I did forget one, one major one. And I think this is um, part of the reason why it's not super high on my list a little spoiler for my 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 list here um but is the fact that it was a comedy is more than anything else so like i rewatched ragnarok today and it has its story that is funny and there are comedy beats within the story and i felt like love and thunder is more of a comedy that has these other beats in it and this is a 100% personal preference thing because I just happen to 
not care for so much. Like comedy is not one of my favorite genres. I like, um, you, you know, heart. I don't. <laughs> what was that? That's because you have a black heart. <laughs> black <laughs> yeah. and white. I'm a monster. Do, I know. Doesn't like to laugh. <laughs> I hate uh, to laugh. Comedies are horrible. I'm saying it's my well, not my favorite. So like you know, I like other um, genres more. So while it was funny, it did make me laugh. It did put a smile on my face. At the end of the day, it's just not my favorite thing. So um, the fact that it was more comedy than anything else kind of like pulls me back a little bit. So that will be my closing negative. Okay. Peeps, take it away. Uh, I, I mean, to comment on that, I was expecting a comedy. Like that's, yes. I've seen the first totally. movie. I've seen other Taika Waititi movies. Like I knew this was going to be a silly, silly movie. Um, this was on my expe- high anticipated list last year. It was like, for me though, it was like number six. It wasn't number one like you guys. So, um, but I know I, I will agree to, to most of some of the things you guys said. Um, though, DX, I will say I agree that, like, I would have liked more Guardians, but with it being a Thor movie, I was expecting the amount of time that we got with them. That's what we were going to have. And then we were going to get some kind of send-off that would be a soft handoff to the next Guardians movie or something right. like, hey, Thor, you know, we did we, we, we did some good stuff together. You're going to go your way and we got to, you know, we got to find Gamora. We actually got a, a, a clue that she's out there and we're going to exactly. go uh, something, something to let, to give us, oh, wow, what's, what's going to happen next or something like that. And yes, I, you know, to see the Guardians popping up at the end, riding some eagles right before Thor and everybody <laughs> else is going to die. That would have been an amazing moment. Like, like, like Drax just screaming and Rocket screaming. Like that would have been an amazing moment, but uh, alas. Um, I, I, yes, Thor is the God of Thunder. He's the strongest Avenger, quote unquote, maybe. Um, <laughs> but when they were fighting that, that battle on that planet, the rest of the Guardians just looked like scrubs. They were all like hiding behind the rocks, and Thor just walked out and just like beat everything. <laughs> I feel like Dr- that would be Drax. Like that should be like Thor and Drax. And yes, this is a Thor movie, but like Drax, I feel like would be doing that same thing. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I just yeah. But anywho, was a fun scene uh, with those creature things that Fred likes. <laughs> um, I really liked that friendship between uh, Valkyrie and and um, Jane. Like that moment when she went to check on her, and she's like, "You know, it's I'm still sick. It's still happening." And then she's like, "Don't worry, we'll get through this." I loved that moment that they had with each other. Don't tell, don't tell Thor or anybody about the the um, the sink. sink. That was a great moment, and I loved. I was like, "Wow, that's a cool little friendship that I wasn't expecting between the two of them to have." But then that's really it. Like, there's nothing really else after that moment. And I would have liked there to be like more of that. Like, maybe her to even be there with Thor at the end when she was dying, and then her to like kind of be able to say her goodbyes to Jane as she was dying at the end. I don't know. I just it showed me something that I really liked, and I got attached to, and then really didn't do anything else with that after it. Um, I thought they had some more with it. I mean, because they were they had their beats in the uh, like the Coliseum thing with Zeus and you know where they were sitting with the other and you know grape and and, and so having their yes. little, you know quips and uh, and when, we help when they fought oh, Gore on the planet, you know, like they kind of tag teamed a little bit and stuff. I, I felt yeah. like it was it was there it, it as much as they could. 
I'm with Cheeps on that. Yeah, I, feel like it yeah. I mean, it was nice. I mean, because even when, when they're walking and, and she starts giving Thor, uh, Valkyrie starts giving Thor a little bit of crap, you know, oh, about yeah. like, oh, do I sense feelings? And he's like, oh, no. You know, and she's he's like, remember what team you're on? And she's like, I do. Team Jane. You know, yeah. and she laughs at him, you know, and kind of walks off. So, I mean, there's those little moments like that, which is cool to see, you know. Yeah. She just kind of met Jane and she was already like Team Jane, <laughs> you know, after she's right. had all this time with uh, Thor. Um, another little nitpick that I have is the um, the fighting choreography. Um, all they were really doing was doing jumping in the air, slow motion, throwing something, and then something explodes. Like, there wasn't, it didn't have like that amazing, like, I guess when I think about um, like Infinity War or something like that, like when Thor showed up and how he was like demolishing, like it was so hype. But when Thor was fighting the the shadow creatures in Asgard, and then he's fighting the shadow creatures on the moon, I was I wasn't blown away by it. Maybe maybe I'm desensitized because I've seen it <laughs> a few times already. But like there was nothing in that action. I don't know how much money they spent on it that just blew me away. And another little silly little nitpick, those monsters looked really neat looking. And I couldn't see them because they're stupid shadows. But I wanted to see like some more details of them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have to agree with you on that with the fights, though. Like, I just watched uh, a movie t- uh, today called RRR. And they have like that similar aspect where it's like this huge jump in the air where you do the pose to get the cool looking picture. Yeah. Then it transitions into some like really cool choreography. Now, don't get me wrong. RRR is like way ridiculous choreography. I'm not saying that, but they could have added some additional components other than just, I'm going to fly to the air, look cool, and smash. I'm going to throw a lightning bolt. I'm going to go like. I don't know. Whatever. But well, what else do you do with nitpick. those weapons, though? I mean, that's the weapons they use. <laughs> I mean, he's got I a fucking know. hammer I mean, and stormbreaker. I mean, that's what he's always done. He, he's not. He's not karate so Jedi master. Aspects like uh, just rewatching in today, like especially in the beginning, Thor goes one on one with those dudes, and he's you know spinning the hammer, using it to like beat a bunch of things. He throws it around while he's sitting there punching other things, and yeah, he does the stomps, and then he does all these other like. I don't yeah, know. So I feel like have the hammer to use in this there. movie. He's got an axe, though, and he's got the axe it. doesn't do the same things Molnir does. <laughs> fair, fair. I feel oh, you. You should like teleport an alien to the <laughs> sun or something. Oh, like, there you go. Just start zapping him and <laughs> off to nowhere. <laughs> right? I don't know. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, so this is my hypocritical. I like but don't like. Uh, Friggins mm-hmm. mentioned oh, that, that Friggins mentioned earlier. Um, the sentient weapon, like it was funny. Oh, you're jealous of me and my. Here comes my X hammer coming, and now you're a little bit jealous, and you don't want to work the way that oh, you normally yeah. work. Like, 100%. Okay, that's cool, but we're doing the whole thing that Fred loves, that we're depowering a hero. So, like, you know, for the sake of the movie, but in this I don't instance, that. it's because of an X. Oh, I know you don't. I <laughs> Loved I, it. Loved it so fucking much. I thought it was hilarious. Every like, time I died. When 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 Stormbreaker would just be like, like all oh, slow into the camera and he's like, oh hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, like just each, each time that blade just kind of came into the scene, I was dying laughing, dude. You know, and then I mean, just he gave like, him his first beer or whatever. It's like yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I love it's that so he was jealous, dude. Though. It is stupid, it's but so it's hilarious. Stupid. 
it's hilarious that shit had me dying you know like i was all like come here baby come here come to daddy come to daddy to Molnir. like all like he's like how's it but, feel, feel to see your ex-girl with your ex-hammer but like there are moments where i'm thinking like has the axe forgave him and i'm like why am i thinking of this but like later on i'm like why aren't you just calling your hammer your axe back i was like wait maybe his axe is still angry at him and now he's found something wait no why this you know what i don't even know why i'm doing this anyways stupid but great it was a dumb funny funny scene I'm um, with you though. Like it was so ridiculous, and it's nothing. I mean, obviously, we've not seen that in anything else before that. Um, but it was hilarious. And is every Mjolnir time like happened, like secure? Is because Mjolnir, Mjolnir's older, so Mjolnir's <laughs> more secure about its own <laughs> sense of uh, <laughs> worth that it doesn't. Yeah, Stormbreaker's still new. He's like a baby <laughs> in Thor years. <laughs> so um the the when thor said and you said you said this don um hey let's make a team and i i was like i told you fred they're gonna gonna get beta ray bill and they're gonna get loki (laughs) and they're gonna get hella and they're gonna get all the characters from all the other movies and they're even gonna give selvik a like uh a god armor (laughs) and like we're gonna have like a team we're gonna get meek back with his little chop chop chops you know i don't know and they because a girl it. now, you gotta get it right. They literally go to like Olympus or the, the the temple of the gods or whatever, and not one god, not one god is like, you know what? There is actually kind of a threat. I think I, I think we should probably yeah. stop this. So then it makes me kind of think like maybe Gore is right. Maybe we would be better off without all these <laughs> stupid gods, like 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 Sans Thor, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. It, it's that. That bothered me. The fact that nobody did anything. And and then even like that whole scene, it's showing all these really interesting, neat gods, but nothing is connected to the MCU. Like nothing at all. I don't know. They, they could have been like, I was waiting oh, for look, some moon knight the, shit. Yeah. Some moon knight, some yeah, right? Like that would have been but yes, we get bossed, right? But it's very vague. They didn't even like oh look, it's bossed. The 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 I think the I think the Wakandans like that one or something like that. No, there's just like a a a, a, a black chick that has that looks kind of like a panther. Okay, I guess that's boss. Whatever. Um, I just more Easter eggs in this scene of all these characters. I think could have been uh, give give us Howard or something just hanging out. Hey, I guess I'm we got the dumpling god. god. <laughs> oh my gosh! What I the can't. heck? So stupid, but hilarious. <laughs> and they kept going back to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, two more. Uh, Gore wasn't as one as wasn't as terrifying and and as diabolical as I wanted him to be. What? Um, was good, but I just wanted him to just be just that like an actual threat when he first went against Thor. Got his butt kicked. Like he, he got worked by Thor. And for no reason am I going am I supposed to think the next time that they fight, he is actually going to win. Because it's not like he got more powerful. You know, that's what they normally do in these things. He absorbed a couple more gods and now he's he's gotten their strength or something, and now he's actually stronger than Thor. No, he got his butt kicked by Thor in the beginning. So why is he going to stand a chance with him at the end? Guess what? He didn't. <laughs> Still lost. So 
I don't know. Um, and and he had a nose. I think I think we could have we could have uh, we could have done without a nose. All right, that's it. I think the and original la- concept art had them without a nose, and they said he looked too much like Voldemort, so they changed. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, they they and they they changed his powers a lot in this. Like, yes, he uses shadows, but no, no, they changed his powers a lot. I think if they would have kept some of his shadowy tendrils that come from his body and his cape, like it, I don't know, could have been like kind of cool and unique. But whatever, we had a a character that held a magical weapon that made them stronger fight another character that held a magical weapon that made them stronger. Ooh, so cool. Um, yeah, and last thing, but that was my own my own fault thing that I actually would have liked, but I would have liked something something of Loki, and that's it. All right, you did. You got the back tattoo. Oh, you got Matt yeah. Damon back too. Matt you, did. you got Matt Damon doing <laughs> Matt Damon and, and, and the McCarthy. I told you there was going to be no Loki, man. You you were you did. Way you too also told me there's going to be no Hercules. So, no, I don't listen to you. Hey, that don't count. Post credit scenes don't count. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted some kind of post credits. Oh no, they were never going to use Loki. <laughs> All right, it's the wrong Loki. I, I did love it when Cork told the story though, and he said, and he watched his brother die and die again and die again yeah. <laughs> and die again, and die every again. Time. Yeah. and die again. What was funny is in the when that scene was going on, uh, Sean, I heard you whisper. Uh, you don't, you don't really whisper, um, but in that opening story of Cork telling the story, Sean goes, "I love this so much." <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good recap. It was. Was good. it was a great recap and something that the MCU hasn't really done. So I thought yeah. that was awesome for them to do. So we'll roll that right into what we loved. And uh, I'll agree. Like, yeah, I mean, kicking off the movie with, you know, which is something they did in the trailer. And I wasn't sure that it would actually be in the actual movie itself. Um, but having him tell the story about the spice baking, you know, Thor Odinson, um, a great way to kick off the movie, right? This is our first fourth movie for a character right nobody's ever gotten more than a trilogy so this is the first time we've had four and not only have we had three thor movies but he's also been in four avengers movies as well too so thor has had the most go on in his life so to have like a quick little recap of like here's who this guy is here's what he's gone through here's the loss that he suffered right he lost his mom and he lost his dad and he lost his brother over and over and over again um he lost his hammer he lost and everything right and that guy and that guy yeah. and that guy and that guy and whoever that guy is um <laughs> so um but great 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 recap i mean um so really like without going through beat by beat like i'm just gonna say the humor like i know fred's like oh man straight up comedy like for me like it was refreshing like it was fresh it was like there hasn't been a more straight up comedy in the mcu right like ant-man was pretty pretty much a a comedy for a big piece of it right because you got paul rudd you have a comedian kind of leading a movie so the ant-man movies are very lighthearted, and there's a lot of jokes but this like you said this is almost borderlines you know, a spoof movie, right? Like it borderlines almost like a hot shot or a scary movie. Like, like that's that is just, it. Yeah. It, it, it is. I mean, especially that, that opening battle sequence, right? Like, I mean, when, when he does the Jean-Claude Van Damme split between the <laughs> two spaceships. And then he does a kick too. The spin <laughs> He did a roundhouse kick, dude. <laughs> it was incredible. Incredible. So there you go, peeps. You're talking about action, not being with handheld weapons. <laughs> he did a spin kick to, to an armored vehicle. <laughs> it was he awesome. Did. 
It's like cake. Um, you know, but yeah, it does. It almost borderlines on on that spoof kind of side, but without ever going too far over. And I agree with you. Like when you go back and you look at Ragnarok, it's like Ragnarok was a very good almost 50-50 split, right? Between the comedy and the action. It was a very good merger. Even maybe go 60-40. Like, but yeah. this movie is very it's very 70 30 when and and yeah. it's 70 on the humor side 30 yeah. percent on the serious side but when it does get serious like it gets serious right we're talking about cancer we're talking about you know relationships we're talking about love like that the themes are deep right like the movie starts off with you know gore losing his daughter like right off the bat right in the beginning suffering that loss of then being like well that's why i denounce these gods right the gods weren't there to save me and my daughter so i denounce you you understand his conviction, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, and when they're having those deeper conversations, it's fantastic, you know. And and you so yeah, Thor's really silly at a lot of times, but when he needs to be serious, he's serious, right? Like and he does his shit. So there's nothing more that I love personally than a comedy and especially action. So like putting those two together are my favorite genre. So that's why I think this movie stands out for me and why I liked it so much because I can take that silly and I can take the action and it just puts together something really fun for me to sit back and watch. I just always want to be entertained at the end of the day. And that's what this movie really, really does. I mean, even for the people I see online complaining about this movie, it's just, Oh, they were trying to make it too funny. And it's like, What's wrong with that? Like, you know, like we're on yeah. our fourth movie. This is in space. This isn't like this weird slapsticky comedy on Earth that really just disregards everything we've seen in the other movies, right? Yeah. That just makes no sense because he walks by Shang-Chi and is like, hook, 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 like, you know, like and just does some weird thing that now we have to keep in continuity. Like, we're off on these weird ass planets with little furry creatures, like, you know, shooting machine guns. Like, it's it is what it is. It has that almost Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, right? Where it's just kind of they get to do their own thing being in space, I think. So the rules are a little bit different. Um, but yeah, the heart, um, the love, the thunder, uh, those are, you know, the things. Uh, what one thing I really, really appreciated, and I know probably a lot of people wouldn't even cared, but for me was seeing the gap in Thor and Jane's relationship, right? Because yeah. to me, I always found it very odd that they made the decision to have this relationship with the two of them in Thor one and Thor two. And then, you know, in age of Ultron, she's not there. And they make this kind of offhanded comment about like, Oh, she's on a science trip or, you know, they, they kind of play it off. She Jane's working. Right. So then she's not there. And then in, um, Ragnarok, you know, they're like, we broke up and there's just nothing else to it. And it's just kind of like, well, that's weird. Like, if it was such a big deal for two movies, right? Like how do you just write her off off screen like that with really no explanation? Yeah. So it was really, really cool that they took a couple minutes to show their relationship, to show them yeah. in Halloween dressed up, you know, a rollerblading together, watching movies, you know, on the couch at home and just doing normal stuff, right? Having dinner and then seeing that typical normal relationship stuff where it was like, He's getting called off. Oh, look, Nick Fury's calling. I got to go, you know, and then him like going off and doing missions and then her getting more popular and her having to go do classes and their relationship just getting strained to where it was like neither one was ever around. So it was like she wrote him a letter and they broke up. And I, for one, just really appreciated the backstory because I didn't expect to get that. I thought yeah. it would just be she shows up and, and then it's like, whoa, where'd you come from? Oh, it's been a long time. Like, and we're off, yeah. right? Like, and it was cool to kind of see like why he felt so alone, you know, even with, with that scene with the guardians, when, 
he's like, okay, guys, let's go get Sith, you know, and and they're like, maybe in Star Lord's like, maybe we should separate, and he's like, mm. like he gets all sad, right? And then sad, it was yeah. like, you know, and it was like, oh, okay, you're gonna leave me too, and I keep everyone at an arm's distance, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. That was awesome. <laughs> he gets a little closer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a you know an arm's distance. Um, I just you know like seeing that like he didn't want to be alone, like he's trying to keep his mind busy because he doesn't want to suffer that loss again, and. I, I just loved getting that gap there because um, I really liked them together. And then, um, like I said, the laughs, the heart, the action. Um, I loved the infusion of the kids. Um, and again, this just might be for me and peeps because we're dads. And like you just I like I said, I saw it the first night. And when he gave those kids powers and they went into that fight and the Guns N' Roses song started playing. And it was like almost that scene from Ragnarok again, right? It was the whole dun 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 like you know with the slow motion run in the air and the electricity. I was like, it was that again, but with the kids running around. And my daughter is big into stuffed animals, so the little girl with the little bunny rabbit shooting that was amazing. I was like, my daughter is going to love this, and she loved it when we went back the second night. She was like, oh my god, you know. She even brought a little group group plush with her to the movie when we went. So she's all sitting there holding her group up, you know, and, um, you know, and then even at the end there, like, you know, basically becoming a dad, you know, and then, you know, and she's riding on Molnir and, and coloring it. And, you know, and you even notice it has almost like the cheerleader pom pom kind of stuff on the bottom of the paste that she glued onto the bottom. Yeah. Um, but now he's fighting alongside her, you know, and and that's the love and thunder right like the daughter and and basically her new dad i think her um, name's love actually her name is love that's what i was saying that's yeah. what they, they are love and thunder that was the whole thing um which fun fact for you guys that's actually chris hemsworth's real life daughter yeah it's cool so very very cool i i even um, heard that most of the kids or some of the yeah, kids that were there are the actually kids. some of the cast's children yeah like uh you lost your camera there peeps uh oh can you hear my, my mouth <laughs> I can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, we can't so, see you. But we fixing tech you. issues live. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a lot of the kids, they said it was Natalie Portman's kids, Christian Bale's kids, Taika Waititi's kids. Like they were all in uh, a lot of the Asgard scenes. So yeah. it was very cool. But yeah, I loved it. That was actually Chris Hemsworth's daughter uh, that played Love. So very, very cool. That's cool. But just again, like I said, so the whole ending was really like heart heartwarming that you know, he was closing that gap in his heart by having someone to look after, you know, having the little girl. Um, so that was great. Um, I, like I said, I love the emotional story beats. I mean, the, the heaviness of, you know, him not wanting to, to lose Jane, you know, and basically forbidding her to use the hammer again, knowing that she would die if she did. And then when yeah. she shows up in that final fight, like you just see the pain in his face, like, no, Jane, why? Like, why did you do that? You know? And, but she did it, you know, for him and, and to make sure that they won the fight. And there's so much good stuff in this movie, man. And it's like, yes, it is very slapsticky, very, you know, funny. And, you know, but there is so much solidness to the script and to this overall story of, you know, bringing Jane back in. And I like how they, I know some people don't like it, but I like the how, because to me at first I was kind of like, why the hammer right like why would the hammer pick her like the the hammer didn't piece itself back together for thor so why would it do that for her right <clears throat> and so i thought that was really cool in the flashback scene when it showed him talking to the hammer and being like hey take care of her right like keep her safe and then it inscribing the like symbol again on it. it yeah yeah he enchanted it like how his dad did when he said to only the people that are worthy 
Um, you know, so when she went to go see it, the pieces came together. I love, and Peeps, I know you talked about this on your show, and I had never put this piece together, even from watching as many trailers and TV spots as I did, until I saw the movie, that the that the hammer, when she threw it, was able to separate back into the pieces and, oh, yeah. like, and spatter everywhere and then kind of like hook back up into the hammer. That was cool as shit. Like, I did not expect the hammer to do that. I thought that was amazing, especially the first time she puts it back together and it just ching, 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 like all just yeah. connects back together. I just thought that was shocked. so cool every time she threw it and it did that. I'm shocked they didn't spoil that in the trailer. I mean, and that was such a cool reveal. Oh my they kind of did because in the um, in the oh, scene uh, with Zeus, like when she when they finally joined the fight on the stage, she jumps over and throws it and it knocks out like 10 guards at once because it splits out. And actually, oh. like, but it happened so fast in the trailer that, like, I didn't even connect that that's what was happening Same. until that first fight when she throws it and and it's sharp and it literally like shoots out. Um, I actually I just thought that was a very big, unique touch that they talked about that the individual pieces no one could pick them up, so it was still sitting there. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's clever. I ha- I had always thought of it as like a hole, so I figured someone just came and scooped up the pieces, but yeah. I, that was a really cool, like, little component to add it. As, uh, that was Daryl that was doing that little, uh, <laughs> that little. Tour. Was it? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Who was it? From the little roommate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. I even I even said that. I was like, that's Daryl. You said I think, so I didn't know it was for sure. Okay. Oh, how did I not recognize that? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love those videos. Uh, that's very cool. Um. Yeah, so that that was awesome. Um, very shocked that they actually killed her off after introducing this character, that they actually uh, took her out. And I know that some people were like, "Well, maybe they could bring her back," but to me, I'm like, "Dude, they even in the post credit scene, they make a point to be like, well, you're dead.'" <laughs> so like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "How do you come back from this? You're in Valhalla. You're fucking dead." Like, so, you know, in so, the comics, I know I'll there's a way that they could. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, just real quick for anybody listening that is curious. Um, for in the the comic series where she has the same effect, where the more times she uses a hammer, the more yeah. it's messing her up. And at the end, it's kind of a similar thing. They say if you change into her one more time, that's it. And she does it to save the day, right? And so as soon as it's over, she dies. Um, well, she goes up to Valhalla and she's talking with someone, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you were so epic. We'll grant you a wish to." Uh, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I'll go back. So she she goes back. And then she ends up becoming a, a new Valkyrie. Um, so she's got a whole new costume, and which is way less cooler than the the Mighty Thor yeah. costume. <laughs> they, they need to put her back in Mighty Thor because that's the, the coolest costume. But anyway, um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there for anyone yeah. listening that's curious. On yeah, that. I, had heard, I had heard some stuff about that too, that I guess if they really want to go with it, they can. But I felt like they were almost... They were making a point in that scene to be like, you know, like uh, he that he literally says to her, like, well, you're dead, you know, like, so it's like just to reiterate, like, this isn't like your second life, you know, like you're just just it's cool. You're with everybody else that has passed, you know, passed in this point. Um, but shocked, you know, like I figured maybe we get to that down the road. I didn't think they would do that all in this one movie, um, kind of bringing her back into the fold, giving her powers dealing with the cancer and then having her sacrifice at the end, but what greater sacrifice, right? Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, just all those story points, uh, the action, the comedy, the heart. Um, I love seeing the background of, of their relationship and all the gaps there. Um, 
big, big things that I absolutely love. So I'll let you guys touch on yours. So I'll pass it back to you, Fred. What else did you really like coming out of this? All right. So um, I, I kind of had a few main things that I wanted to talk about. And one of them was that hammer splitting up into little pieces. Yes. So we, we touched on that. That was super cool. Um, I would say that my uh, probably fifth favorite thing of the whole film was the um, the costumes. And particularly Thor wears two specific costumes that I thought were badass. And I'm pissed that they weren't in more of it. And that's... Um, the like he- the metal rock out <laughs> one that's in all the trailer with the the red vest. Um, I thought that costume was super cool. I was expecting him to be in that for like the majority of the film, um, what? and then uh, I really was. I mean, all the promos had him with that, that was his Ravager and- outfit, so it was only yeah, going to be with the Guardians. Awesome. Um, I thought so it was going to be in that yellow and uh, blue one. I thought that was yeah. going to be like his, oh, his see, big and outfit. Then- and then the next one I really liked was the snow one with the big poofy white. Yeah. It looks like one of the these like famous costume designs that they had, and and I can I can see this like comic illustration of that similar suit, and it was super cool. It's probably my favorite like Thor costume that we've had so far. Um, and yeah, well, he was only in it for you know <laughs> blink of an eye, and I'm just like, man, that was that was cool. We need more of that. Um, no other so part it was cold. He didn't need the big furry. No sleeves, but as long as you have the big furry thing, you're okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I will say, man, watching Ragnarok today, I was like laughing because I was thinking to myself, like, I remember watching Ragnarok and thinking, like, oh my god, he's so ripped. Like that dude got like super big. And then you see Love and Thunder, Nothing. and it's like he's <laughs> tiny in Ragnarok. <laughs> Compared to the the, the crazy so muscle he has, juggernaut, insane. Um, but anyway, so um, my next favorite thing uh, would be uh, it, the best way to, to to put it is probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goats, baby oh goats. Yeah, it was stupid, but every time <laughs> I like that noise, never got. Old, like every time I heard it, I busted out loud. Me and Peace were saying that throughout. Like, I, I will say, I should have put this in my negatives, but a total failed opportunity is like at the very end of the credits, after the credit scene, when everything just barely goes all black before the lights come on. They could have used one more of those. Ah! One more, yeah. <laughs> one more. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dude, uh, when, yeah. when my favorite was when they smashed into the planet. Yes, and then it was silent. It was silent for a minute, and then it's all ah, <laughs> <laughs> which was just it was perfect timing, dude, because they just was. went straight into the planet, and then they're like trying to climb up. <laughs> oh, it was so good, dude. So awesome. Good. That moment, period, just kind of confused me. I'm like, <laughs> space is confusing. Yeah. Like they, they, it's like they're arriving on this planet and just hit it, and then it's just like this. Yeah. <laughs> House-sized planet, I guess. <laughs> um, that was they were hilarious. I did not expect to like the goats. I didn't even think. I thought they were going to be like in a scene. Like when they when I saw the poster. When they the had goats, character like, posters, yeah, I was like, "There's something poster. bigger to this." No, I thought they were just. I thought it was just Tycho being silly, you know. But no, that was that was good stuff. Um, so of course, uh, my my third favorite is probably got to be uh, Valkyrie, man, King Valkyrie. Oh, just absolutely amazing. I love Tessa Thomas so much. And every time she's on screen, she's just got this charisma that radiates off her. And it's funny, like watching Ragnarok again, brought back a lot of memories of seeing her as, uh, 
uh, uh, Scrapper 1402 or whatever her number was, like in that cool black and blue suit with the face paint, she looks all badass. And then like at the end, she gets the Valkyrie costume and it's kind of weak because she's got like straight hair and it looks lame. And then like for them to go back and give her like, you know, back to that badass black outfit, you know, where she's just looks like this awesome warrior. And the fact that she got the Thunderbolt to start with and was like yeah. in that initial fight in the black and white um, was super cool. Um, absolutely loved her. I wanted more of her than we even got. Like, I was like, just keep giving me Valkyrie. Like, I agree it, with that. Doesn't it piss you off that we're getting like these random ass shows like. Echo. Like Echo or <laughs> the witch from Scarlet Witch. I can't think of her name Valkyrie. right now. Yeah, and we we yeah, could Agatha. have Valkyrie. We need more Valkyrie. Um, so more, hashtag more Valkyrie. Um, but uh, and I would say my next favorite thing would have to be, of course, uh, Jane Foster. Uh, although I liked Jane Valkyrie Bunker. more as a whole. The fact that if we finally got a Jane Jane Foster uh, version of Thor on the screen, the mighty Thor. Dr. Jane Foster um, herself on there was kind of a dream come true to be able to see a character you really, really love get to be portrayed in a film and have such a cool look. I really loved how, you know, muscular they made her uh, and her costume was so close to the similar designs um, from the comics. Um, the, The change they made with the hammer, very, very cool. There's a lot to like about it. I know it was uh, one of my complaints was, you know, kind of maybe the personality aspects of it, but nonetheless, she was still amazing. She was still a cool character. And although it didn't hit the points that I was particularly looking for with the personality, I still think she was a, a great job overall. So again, there's that contradictory aspect of like and not really like. Um, what drove but, me nuts, weaken on Jane real quick, just yeah, to kind yeah. of piggyback, is just uh, so you know, her outfits a lot like Thor's and like Thor even talks about in the beginning, like you're dressed like me and all this stuff, but like how every time they fought, she had the helmet on and how he never wears the damn helmet. Like that always drives me kind of nuts because like he put the helmet on real quick in that beginning scene just to be like, Oh, you're like, you're dressed like me. But, but, and then I, I hated too that her helmet was like the nanotech from the Iron Man suit. It was all just like, like yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like it was just because when Thor did have the helmet on, like he literally put a helmet on. So it's just kind of funny that like, why does she have the automatic like helmet every time? But he doesn't like, you know, I don't know. I just felt like if they would have only used it in the beginning, then like never again, but she always had the helmet on throughout the movie. So I found that very interesting that how they never just let him run with that. You know, he had that cool new suit, new helmet, even spiked up the names higher. <laughs> and then just never <laughs> took it off and never used it again. Oh, they could have did like Tony Stark and you could have just saw his face like inside the helmet, like when he was talking. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I mean, and his helmet even kind of like opens up the the face. So it's not like you have to like cover it, you know, like hers was kind of like the cover. So it's it was a reveal to see that it was Jane, right? But um, his... You know, you could see his face. So I don't know. I, I really liked again going back to Ragnarok. This, this is a Love and Thunder episode, but I keep talking about Ragnarok. Like that was kind of the first time he actually wore a helmet. It was cool. But anyways, yes. um, and so lastly, I'll, I'll close off on my likes uh, with my favorite thing of the whole film. And uh, this is actually a little different for me. Like most of the time, my favorite characters are not villains. Um, I really liked gore uh it was amazing 
how they portrayed him. And while I do agree that they could have done some things a little differently, I think like maybe like the end version in his home yeah. or something, he could have maybe had those tentacles that he has and uh, stuff up to that nature, maybe like modify him at the end. But um, yeah, I think his look should have modified throughout the film. That yes, he should have got like progressively. And, and in some ways it did. Like he did start looking darker and darker, but like it could have got more extreme. They could have given him the tentacles and those kinds of things. Uh, but nonetheless, I was like absolutely in love with the design. I thought he was creepy as hell when he first like initiates the little shadow things to go into uh, New Asgard. It w- it reminded me of Ghost when those like creepy black shadows go after people to drag them to hell. Um, I really enjoyed that part. I love the sword. Um, the sword was extra cool and the the ability to use the shadows in his fighting and to like kind of teleport from shadow to shadow. Yeah. Um, Oh my goodness. It was like hitting on so many things, especially like as a D and D player, I've like imagined a character that did it like those kinds of things. And to see uh, it coming true, I, I was just blown away by the creepiness of how his scenes and his character, I thought that was really cool to have, you know, you have this mostly comedy with a couple beats of like super seriousness and this cool action, but then also to throw in like a creepy, almost scary aspect to it. That was a really cool little flavoring to add to this big gumbo of, of, of a film. And um, I also really liked, um, you know, the way that sword would whisper at him and those kinds of things. So this was a really cool take on a character that, um, you know, doesn't have like a huge historical significance, like in the grand scheme of things, because he's only been around for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, and it, so it's not like you're taking a, a, a you know, a, a Thanos or whatever and killing him off in, in one series. It, it felt appropriate to appropriate modification of him in a very cool and creepy way. And uh, you guys should have seen it come in the second his home turf was black and white. I mean, like, as soon as they're going black and white, I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I got super excited with that. <laughs> I know you did. It was such an was awesome like Fred's going to want the rest of the movie like this now. Oh, no, man. Yeah. It was beautifully done for having that, that contradiction of the light versus the dark, right? And that was where he got to shine and have his power. That's where his tentacles came from was when he was on his home turf. And that's where he was the strongest he was. And Thor literally couldn't do Jack against him because he was just that strong um, in that home turf. And it was really, really cool to see. And it was nice to uh, find a villain that I like really, really liked a lot um in in their portrayal and man you can't tell me that all that black and white and then those creepy orange eyes oh gives you shivers Mm -hmm. i love it it was definitely a little creepy uh it freaked my daughter out that's for sure every time those those creatures came out especially she hates spiders so when that one came out that looked like a spider she was like oh no (laughs) yeah so it, it uh it definitely did its job. Uh, real quick, I just want to touch on, I, I meant to touch on just the performances overall, and I know that you were just kind of mentioning a little bit about that. Um, but, you know, Chris Hemsworth, just incredible, right? Like, born to play this role, has gotten better with every single movie, and I just, 
it's just so great to see him having fun with this and wanting to still do this character, right? Like, I love that at the end of the movie, we get the Thor will return and you're just like, yes, give me more, right? Like, I love it because everybody else is starting to kind of phase out a little bit from that, you know, phase one, right? We don't have any more Iron Man and Cap and, you know, Black Widow, like all these, all these people are starting to fade, but Thor is still like, yo, let's do this, right? As long as you want to have me and we're having fun, let's keep doing it. So, uh, I, I love him in this role, and I hope he keeps playing it forever. So uh, great job from Chris Hemsworth. Great job from uh, Natalie Portman, from Taika Waititi doing Korg. Korg hilarious as always. Um, <laughs> um, uh, we never didn't even mention fucking um, Russell Crowe, dude. I mean, fucking Zeus, dude. Oh, okay, my. so I'll, I won't touch on it. <laughs> say Russell Crowe, the performances again. I'll keep it to that. Um you know, Tessa Thompson, like you said, Christian Bale is gorgeous. Everybody absolutely kills it uh, from a performance standpoint in this and plays it really, really well. Um, so, all right, peeps, I'll kick it to you. What do you love? I'm sure the action might be one. You don't want to. You don't want to mention anything else. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No, um, no, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, um, the goats <laughs> were. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. It's just ever since that what Super Bowl commercial and like what ten years ago that Doritos commercial with the screaming goat. I don't know. It's got a thing for screaming goats. But uh, yes, that was great. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the funny scenes since you said you didn't want to go over DX. Um, Korg explaining the mating ritual. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, my two dads. You know, they uh, they hold hands and they have a conversation over a a thing of lava. And I don't know. Um, Dwayne. Yeah. Oh, Dwayne Dwayne. the Rock, right? (laughs) Yeah, that was great. So I don't know. That 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 thing was really funny. Um, like you said, DX, I was going to give shout outs to some of the uh, the, the, the the cameos, um, Korg, you know, and I thought Korg was dead, like legit, legit dead. I oh, like, no. I did too, man. Yeah, um, my daughter freaked. And, yeah, but now it's just my face. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, everything. Who knows? The only face. thing alive is my face. <laughs> yeah. I love um, that it grew back real fast, too, that he was fully developed again by the end of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So and, and it makes that Cronin that that Thor killed in the second movie. It makes it not as not as brutal as a scene, right? Because he you know he's okay. He just crumbled him. His face is okay. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the return of Darcy. I even though it was really yes. small, like I I I am okay with that. Give just a little small. Hey, she still exists. She's still friends with Jane, especially in a time like this where. Um, you know, so I guess she kind of feels like she has nobody. You know, she had her, and then even uh, uh, we have the <laughs> the potential COVID cameo of uh, Selby yeah. uh, popping up on screen. So um, that was awesome. I was so yeah, happy to see Darcy. I, Did not expect it. Both of them, yeah, agree, agree. Um, let me see. Uh, the <laughs> funny parts in the beginning; those uh, blue aliens that Thor saved. Just the way that they're sarcastically thanking Thor for it. It's like, oh, thank you for destroying our... Yeah. God, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to talk I'm about it. To get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Um, e- Eternity. 
I, I thought that was really neat, right? Because there's these things that, that exist within the comics that even I don't understand. Even Friggins probably can't even explain it. But the fact that they're looping in these loopy comic book entities, these characters, like e Eternity, all of time, is an actual character that exists in the Marvel comics. And we saw Eternity in this uh, movie. And then the image when she resurrected uh, the Love, the daughter, and then you saw the silhouette of her in the water. Like, oh my gosh, that looks really, really cool. It's cool. Um, I love that effect. Did anybody else think Galactus at any point? Because when that when that shadow started coming up, I was like, oh my god, it's Galactus. I did. I was like, that looks like Galactus. And apparently <laughs> yeah. in that um, room, there's a bunch of statues and there's a there's a I guess a lot of like I guess uh the watch the, the watcher there's a statue of the watcher in there oh really uh That's there's the... obviously one of the uh celestials, celestials. And, uh, yeah. death was uh, the other one Brian mentioned oh yeah yeah oh like a skeleton probably death yeah yeah uh yeah um the uh, obviously the kid scene at the end i thought you know i just i turned into a kid for a moment just you know we all we all were there where we just had a super powerful <laughs> weapon and were swinging at nothing. Like I bet you those kids had a blast just oh, going yeah. out there swinging at nothing. And then mm -hmm. to see themselves later on, like I don't know why. Like that's like not an, a movie moment. Like I in the movie, I wasn't like, oh, that's so cool that these kids are fighting because it's like it's stupid. It don't make any sense. They have like what he can just give anybody power. Like why did he just take a bunch of adult Asgardians with him? Yeah, and give them all like power. <laughs> wow. You want to get on nitpicky? Sure, whatever. But. I honestly, logic out the window, that was a fun mm -hmm. as hell scene. I absolutely loved it. And I know the uh, pitch meeting guy is going to give them crap. <laughs> Why didn't you just do that in the beginning? Oh, well, you know, we don't really talk about that stuff. So <laughs> whatever. But no, great scene. I, um, I love that he was like, for a limited time only. <laughs> That was when, he was, when he was giving him the powers. That yeah. right there is what you call a core memory. That is going to be a core memory oh. for all those kids. For the oh, so now life. you want to you want to hey, I said that it out. did bring tears to my eyes. And the reason it did is because I was putting my, I was thinking of like, if I was one of those kids, this would be like the best thing in the whole world. Like to be able to play that scene out. Like So I'm right there with you. It was a great scene. For the kids, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, I think my oh, and, and too, like, I'm sure you guys noticed too, like, Natalie Portman and Chris Helmsworth are walking side by side when she's thawed out, and they're like almost like eye level, but like, Natalie Portman's 5'3 in, in real life, so like, whatever CGI effects that they did to you know. Bigifier, it's like really dope. It's like I, I just had I had to look it up afterwards. Like I could have sworn that Natalie Portman was a little bitty bitty. Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah, I think they just had a really big, really long box, and she was on to yeah. the yeah, she was, oh, she's just walking on like they just gave her big box. cloth. There you go. Yeah, sure. I get it. I mean, she was still like she was at his shoulder, so she wasn't like as, as tall as him, but definitely a lot taller than she would have been as Jane. Yeah. And you notice her hair was blonde and long, oh, yeah, <laughs> totally yeah. different than when Weird. she was Jane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, yeah, in, in you know black and white world, uh, when Gore's eyes were when he walked out of the room, and just his eyes are like the only color in the entire like world. I don't know, you don't so, be in my eyes. Peeps in the eyes. 
There'll be a podcast about it. (laughs) (laughs) But even Thor's eyes were glowing. Like in that fight, they had the blue electric glow the whole time. That was cool. I like when she lit up. She lit up the hammer too, and it was all blue when she was using the hammer for like. That was that was really cool. But but come on, man! Like that that (laughs) you're not going to the orgy like that whole scene (laughs) with uh, Zeus like was was really good. All I could picture in that scene was having to tell kids what an orgy is. <laughs> I, know. I was like, please don't ask. Please don't ask. <laughs> mine are. I know mine are. So. <laughs> fucking Ta- Taika, though, because he did that shit in Ragnarok also with the fucking Grandmasters playing that that was his orgy fucking play. Oh, I was like, right. what is it with Taika sliding in the orgy to Jeez, like every uh, Thor movie over here? <laughs> like, geez, love, love. Somebody's into some shit. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, it was really good, but uh, yeah, my favorite, my all-time favorite moment of the movie was Gore's sacrifice. Um, you know, he he was dying. He he had one wish, and Thor's like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to spend my life. If this is my last moment, then I'm going to spend yeah. it with my loved one. And like, you know, I, I want to say like Thor didn't have much growth in this movie, but like, he kind of did specifically at that moment when all, that's all he cared about is just being with his you know his loved one and um i don't know man like that that was really dope and the fact that he asked for his daughter to be resurrected which is something i didn't see coming i thought he was going to say like i wish jane goat comes back to life or something yeah, like that that's what i thought yeah um yeah. and then the fact that so i didn't see that coming at all and not just that he brought her back the fact that like he could just brought her back and Thor could be like, okay, here you go, Asgardian orphanage, like take care of her, or maybe uh, Valkyrie would take care of her, or maybe right. Korg, anyone. But the fact that Thor did, I thought that was amazing. Like he, he turned it to dad Thor at the end, arguing about breakfast, and she shoots some laser beams. <laughs> like I I now I will honestly say that if there is another movie uh, with those two in it. That will probably make like my like probably be on the top of my most anticipated like <laughs> like I I that resonates with me a lot um, being a single dad and it just uh, I don't know and the fact that at the end the two of them are running in the combat she's got an axe and he's got a hammer and yeah, who it's funny that she has Stormbreaker yeah right yeah oh my gosh man like. I can't wait to see whatever that's going to turn into, to be honest. So, um, so yeah, that, that moment and that scene and that ending just through this movie, like through the roof for me. So did you notice that Molnir wasn't broken anymore at the end of that scene? Like, yeah, it wasn't I kind of saw that. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it, it was at least didn't have, it at least didn't glow in the, in the cracks or anything. Yeah. yeah. I thought Mjolnir was gone when she said, Pew! I was like, Oh, there it goes. Mjolnir. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. He's okay. It's interesting. Okay. Kind of good. What do you guys think about him going back to the hammer, kind of going forward? I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Is that right? cool? Yeah, I think it, it's cool. We've yeah. had a couple movies with Stormbreaker, and then he's back to his good old. <laughs> no, it just sucks that he doesn't have the Bifrost, though. That was what was cool about Stormbreaker is that he had the Bifrost kind of built in and could go anywhere he needed to go. That's, that's a big thing. Can't really up. do that. Kind of, kind yeah. of overpowered. He's going to Heimdall's son to uh, yeah. handle all that. Yeah. Yeah, they they had to depower him. So yeah, he was super OP in this movie. That's super. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that's my things. 
That's what oh. he's got. That's what he's got. Um, yeah, the, the you know, yeah, I, the, the whole the Russell Crowe thing again just makes me laugh. That whole scene, just the the whole you know flick. You flick too hard, damn it! Uh, <laughs> but I, I like that fight a lot. That fight was cool. I liked how all the guards turned into like gold, kind of dust, or like cool. the melted kind of gold. Um, I like uh, he was almost using like he used the, the the ropes that were holding him down as you know kind of chains and weapons um, when he was flinging those around. That whole fight was really really cool. And especially catching the lightning bolt and then throwing it back at him that and having to go dope. through him that was cool as shit because he was like, "Now you're next," and he just throws in whoosh and back yeah. at you like that was awesome. That was some big trouble but, little China stuff right there. Yeah, <laughs> I like too how he's like, and that's not gonna come back to be a problem later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, they're probably gonna hunt us down for the rest of our days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll we'll figure that one out. Right. Um. All right. Well, as always, we move into the mid slash post credit scenes. Uh, as we kind of wrap up this movie, uh, our first mid credit scene. Speaking of Zeus, uh, is yeah, we go back to Russell Crowe and uh, they're. They're checking out the nice little hole in his chest from the thunderbolt that went through him and uh, patching him up. And he's kind of rambling on about how people don't deserve the gods and they don't believe in the gods anymore because all they care about are their stupid superheroes. And, uh, you know, and we need to make them pay. And, uh, and the right Hercules. And then we find out that, yes, Hercules is there and uh, it's his son. And he's a like, yes, father, I will go avenge you. Um, played by Brett Goldstein, for those of you that watch um, Ted Lasso. Uh, I love Brett Goldstein. Uh, so I was like, very interesting choice for Zeus because he does not scream Zeus to you when you look at that guy. <laughs> uh, but but an amazing actor and very, very good. So interesting pick to uh, have be this character. But uh, I don't know much about the Hercules character. Uh, I obviously did not expect him to pop up in this thing. Uh, so very interesting to see him coming to play. Uh, where will we see this next? Will there be a Thor 5? Is Are we going to save it for that? Or are we going to save it for some other adventure? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But that is our first big scene. Um, and uh, I still I think was... missed opportunity. They should have did Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of oh, here. No. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I was... I liked the scene, but I was a little disappointed in the scene just because I had heard a lot of hype going into the movie. There was a lot of articles and there was a lot of people that were doing non-spoiler reviews that I checked out that were like, oh, the mid-credit scene is fantastic. It's one of the best I've ever done and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, man, what are we going to get? And then when it was that, I was like, really? <laughs> like, that's what everybody's hyping up? Uh, I just kind of, I guess I played it in my mind that it was going to play a totally different way than that. Did uh, you catch which, that he was talking to somebody or did you think he was just talking to the ladies? No, I knew he was talking to somebody because I was like, if this is the only scene, then this is really stupid. Like, he had to have been talking. Uh, yeah. there, were, there had to be an unveiling at the end of that scene for it to, to be any kind of pop. You know, if it was just him talking, didn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... Decent scene. Uh, curious to see where it goes. I uh, don't know how hyped y'all are for Hercules, but uh, let's talk about it. So, Fred, what do you think I'm of the scene? Hyped. I'm not hyped at all. <laughs> I've never liked the Hercules character in the Marvel comics. Um, I, I did like that they, the dude was huge and his costume looked like spot on with you know uh, a, a movie the take of head the comic version. The helmet. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. I, I appreciated that aspect, but Again, it's back to one of those characters like the Eternals or 
or um, uh, Echo or or the other. I can't remember her damn name. The stupid witch lady. What what's the witch lady? Ag- Hagatha. Ag- Agatha. Agatha. Yeah, yeah. Agatha. So like they keep throwing these characters that I could give two craps about. So. Um, again, it was just one of those aspects where I thought he looks cool, like as in close enough to the comics, but I don't care. Okay. Peeps. <laughs> Disappointed that it wasn't either Adam or um, Adam Warlock or Beta Ray Bill. I was thinking, no, maybe, maybe. I thought Beta for sure in the post credit I texted sure. you earlier in the week. I was like, I see Beta. I thought Taika would be the guy to put Beta Ray Bill in it, right? Because he's all the yeah. weird kind of outlandish stuff. And I was like, here it comes. Post-credit scenes. Let's go. Yes. Oh. Yes. But um, to be like, like I mentioned on my podcast, like I think having a Hercules, again, maybe much like a Thor, just kind of like a fish out of water kind of thing, but more of like, it seems like an anti-hero slash villain type of role. I think that'll be kind of fun. Especially, like, I know that Hercules and the Hulk have a lot of interactions as well. So, like, if this is leading into, like, a Hulk movie or something like that, I don't, I I would love that. Um, and obviously, Hercules will potentially end up becoming, uh, you know, good, maybe even helping everybody. But I don't know. I, I think it's kind of cool having a, uh, yeah, that's having another mythical god character floating around out there you know we don't have enough of those character types so let's get some more get him get moon knight (laughs) yeah or loki valkyrie yep yep and then we can have a real team there you go a real team yeah Yeah, i'm excited i like it all righty well let's talk box office so coming out of this weekend Thor Love and Thunder ran away with the domestic box office this weekend, earning $143 million. Uh, Worldwide, the movie has already made 302 over the weekend. This is the third biggest debut of the pandemic era behind Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So very interesting to me. Uh, I'm curious of your guys' thoughts. I mean, Doctor Strange made like 183 mil in its opening weekend, and this made 143. So, I mean basically 40 million difference um for a second doctor strange movie and a fourth thor movie now on the thor side it is the biggest debut for a thor movie uh each thor movie has made more money with each new one that has come out um but i honestly expected it to make more than doctor strange 2 um and this is a big gap so i don't know any thoughts on uh just anyone could speak um just kind of on the difference there like did you expect it to beat it did you think it would come in behind dr strange where were you guys thoughts at friggins i definitely thought this was gonna beat dr strange um you know initially thinking about the popularity of thor in general but now like afterwards kind of like thinking back on things um I realized that there's a, I've heard a lot of people say they didn't like Ragnarok, that they didn't like the um, comedic aspect of it and the change, like the change of his character or whatever um, that is often like complained about when you go from Thor 2 to, to Ragnarok. So in that regard, I start wondering like, well, what is it about Dr. Strange that really like took it to the next level? And I think that Dr. Strange really came off of, of the, the, extra glow of WandaVision and the hit that that was. And then also like with their trailer, they had a lot of these like really cool, 
you know, the creepy aspect of, you know, the, the weird, you know, demon looking Dr. Strange. I think it poses a lot of those questions where, um, you know, with Thor, especially since he's been around so long, I, I wonder if maybe people are just like, they feel like they knew what they were going to get and where Dr. Strange, they didn't. So maybe there's more of a pool for that. Plus he was just in Spider-Man. Um, so maybe that, yeah. that recentness had an impact as well. It's hard to say, but uh, yeah. those are at least my initial thoughts uh, on that. But I definitely expected Thor to do better just because I thought he would be a more popular character. What do you think, Peeps? Um, I, I, I think it's just more of word of mouth, to be honest. Like, Doctor Strange had the big cameos. Um, it had the, um, uh, you know, the, those the darker moments in the uh, in in the movie too. And for me, like when people are saying like, "Hey, Doctor Strange, you see it?" Yeah, you know, I, I don't theaters and I don't want to go anymore. I think I'm just going to wait for Disney Plus. I'm like, stop being who you are and go to the movies and see that. Like, everybody that I would talk to, I would say, go see this movie. Um, But for Thor, I'm going to tell everybody, like, I enjoyed it. It was funny. But I'm not going to push people to go see Thor. It didn't change the Marvel. It didn't, like, introduce any new, like, crazy characters and, and, like, the multiverse kind of did. And it's, oh, my gosh, that ending of Doctor Strange was, ah! I love that freaking ending, man. Oh, I saw it just again last week. But um yeah, I don't know. And I think it's just that. It's just the I think it's just probably more word of mouth and, and we'll see, you know, as it goes and continues week after week if it continues to yeah. stay on top or if uh what else is I don't know if Minions knocks it out or something. Yeah, it might be Minions this week or the Gray Man if people don't want to wait for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> The Grimmins not showing in enough theaters to even <laughs> put a dent into that movie. <laughs> the yeah. point is, there's not. A lot I, I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't job. think anything for the rest of this month is going to compete with it until yeah, uh, it Bullet Train comes out in the first weekend oh, of uh, August. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think um, I totally thought Thor would beat it, but when you look back on it, um, you know, Doctor Strange, like you said, uh, he, we had Doctor Strange in Spider Man, which was one of the biggest movies of all time now. You know, and that was, you know, just a couple of months later. So it was like, oh, we get to continue the story of Doctor Strange. And um, and yes, the cameos. There were so many rumors, right? Like for all the big people that were, you know, guessing like us of like who's going to pop up and what multiverse version is going to pop up and this and that. And we didn't yeah. want to be spoiled. So everybody ran out that first weekend and it was a massive, massive opening. And I think it was because of the type of film it was. Um, it made it kind of hard to... Uh, to get to those numbers. Like I said, though, Thor still, I don't want to look at 143 as slacking. Like I said, is the third right, biggest. It's so great. Um, and it is the biggest of four movies. Most of the time when you have sequels, each sequel kind of makes a little bit less than the previous movie. So it's kind of interesting that each Thor movie has made more. So we are at least heading in the right direction. Uh, I just thought it would be a closer gap than 143 to like 183. Same. So um, Same. than that for sure. Um, all right. Well, then we go into our final thoughts and scores. Uh, kind of, we've talked about it now for over an hour and kind of dug into what we liked and what we didn't like and all everything in between. We've marinated on it. We saw it days ago. Where are we at? Where's our final thoughts? And where's our score out of five stars? Where are we at? So, Fred, where are you landing? Man, this one was tough. I, I struggled with it. I actually um, I changed it a couple times on my letterbox from when I walked out to 
it went back and forth a little bit, but I think my final score, uh, at least as of now, uh, maybe a rewatch will change it, but I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five. Um, uh, it was a great time. And part of the reason why I go so high um, is because of how much fun I had with it. Uh, I give it a little extra bump instead of just a standard four um, because it, it did make me laugh. I had a blast with it. It gave me a lot of cool moments, a lot of cool characters. So overall, um, it was it was a fun time at the theater. You can't really ask for too much more than that. So uh, four and a half out of five. All right. Good, good. Peeps, yeah. curious to see where'd you land? Um, yeah, uh, as I said, a lot of, lot of positive things I can say about the movie. I feel like my nitpicks are the nittiest of nitpicks. Um, and and I, I can't say it enough, Matt, that end scene, you know, when the movies give me the feels, you know, that, that, that always resonates with me. And this movie, it definitely gave me the feels uh, multiple times, um, you know, th- throughout, the, throughout the film. So um, definitely gets a lot of points for that. Um, but, you know, it's not not my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I, I'm right there with Friggins. It gets, I'm going to give it four and a half orgies. And, <laughs> um, That's a real good score. <laughs> Come on with hammers. And you guys are invited <laughs> to everyone, just so you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, had a really good time. And there's some, like, little things I forgot to mention. Like, apparently, uh, Jeff Goldblum and Peter Dinklage uh, actually filmed some uh uh some, some they were supposed to reprise their roles but it got cut and then oh, also um i keep i keep forgetting her name i don't write down uh lena headley headley yeah lena headley Hedy had some had yeah. some scenes in this that they had to cut so i'm curious like what what it sucks yeah. because supposedly i i saw an article with uh natalie portman and she said so much got left on the cutting room floor of this movie oh, um wow. that that the original cut of this film was four hours um, and that wow. they had to like you know massively trim it, and I mean he Directors trimmed literally cut. half the movie off. Directors I know, cut. but see, uh, if you movies. if you take a look at uh, the Am I on the Air Twitter page, you'll notice that uh, just tweeted out that Taika Waititi has already shut down the Watiti cut <laughs> and said that uh, this is his version of the movie. Uh, but hopefully there'll be a lot of deleted scenes, you know, when it does come out on digital uh, to check out because yeah, Natalie Portman was even saying a lot of the best stuff she thought she shot didn't even make the movie. Um, so it, it is really, really interesting, especially to hear about all the cameos that got cut out. Uh, Tessa Thompson was talking about, there was more cameos too, that they shot that were cut out, um, different things that they did. So yeah, it just, uh, it sounds like there was a really good longer version of this movie that I would love to see, um, but got trimmed up and hit the cutting room floor, which really sucks. Dang. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I dug it four and a half. Four and a half, so two four and a halves. Uh, <clears throat> for me, like I said, absolutely loved it the first time, saw it in the IMAX, uh, and then went back that second night and got to see it with my girl, with my baby girl, and uh, she absolutely loved it as well. Um, like I said, when we, we put our list together, she was like, put it number one. Um, so uh, it was glad to hear. Um, and like I said, like I was already sitting at five stars coming out of it. Um, but the, especially after that second time, I felt really, really solid about my score. Just because, like I said, I, I, it gave me everything I wanted, man. When it comes to these star ratings, I always say it's really just based on your feelings for the movie, right? Did it give you what you wanted? And I went into this movie saying, make me laugh and give me some cool action. Give me some good heart. 
uh, give me some things I can connect with. And I thought the relationship stuff it gave me, the stuff with the kids, the action, the humor, uh, getting to see the Guardians even for a little bit, just everything it gave me, it, it was it was what I wanted. The music, uh, I loved all the Guns N' Roses. I just loved all the little needle drops. Uh, November Rain is one of my favorite songs, and especially that crescendo at the end of the song is my favorite kind of part of the song. So when that kicked in, when everybody's charged into that final fight, at that exact moment, I was like, oh, bro, like this is great. So uh, definitely sticking with uh, five stars for me, man. Just a, a hell of a time, hell of a ride. I uh, love Thor. He's my favorite Avenger at this point. Um, definitely my go-to character and has been that for many years now. So it was great to see him continue to uh, kick some ass. So <clears throat> I like, I, I forgot to mention, I really like the rock intro uh, edition. Yeah. That was excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool. I like how they changed that up with each movie. It's yeah, really, it's really cool. cool. Uh, and as always, when we do our MCU spoiler reviews, we always bring it around to the MCU updated countdown. So each time we add another movie to the list, like I said, this is the 29th film in the MCU. So it's time to break it down. Once again, for those of you that haven't seen this countdown before, we do not count the TV shows. This is straight theatrical. So uh, 29 films in the MCU going from Iron Man 1 in 2008 up into Thor Love and Thunder that just came out this weekend. So Fred... Pass it off to you. What is your updated countdown? All right. Starting way down at the bottom. Number 29 is uh, Iron Man 2. Uh, number 28, Iron Man 3. Number 27, Thor, The Dark World. And number 26, uh, Incredible Hulk. Number 25, Captain Marvel. Number 24, Eternals. Number 23, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 22, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I know you appreciated that Avengers down there at the bottom. Uh, Don. Uh, number 21. <laughs> <hurts> uh, so bad. <laughs> number 21, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 20, Black Widow. Number 19, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, number 18, Doctor Strange. Number 17, Thor. That would be the first one. Um, and coming in at number 16 at the moment, but maybe with a rewatch might bring it up a little bit, but at the moment, my 16 is Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, then I'll finish off my top 15 with Ant-Man, 14, Gardens of the Galaxy, Volume 2, 13, Spider-Man, No Way Home, 12, Black Panther, 11, Thor, Ragnarok, 10, Captain America, The First Avenger, 9, Shang-Chi, 8, The First Avengers, 7, Civil War, 6, Iron Man, 5, Spider-Man Homecoming, 4, Avengers Infinity War, 3, Avengers Endgame, 2, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and 1, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's my top 29. Man, Fred. It hit that 16 spot for me today. Again, though, I did you I have always have did did you always have homecoming above No Way Home? Uh, I did. What what had moved was I had No Way Home above Shang Chi, but after I watched Shang Chi again, and I haven't rewatched No Way Home. So I, I, mm-hmm. in thinking about it, I moved it down. But with a rewatch of No Way Home, that might bump up a little bit. But uh, 
you know, I I uh, just really really like Shang Chi, and so that whenever just, Fred watches a new movie, it just always yeah. comes that out. is not the, that's not true. <laughs> I just watched Thor Ragnarok, and I I really like that one, so it moved up. Uh, no, Thor's at sixteen. And like, again, I I'd have to like rewatch it again, um, but you know, and maybe it'll move. But for I was kind of surprised at the placement. I mean, again, even. Even Iron Man 2, I, I still like. There's still stuff about it that um, I do enjoy. And um, so right. none of these are like hated in any way. It's just, it gets tough to break that top five. I mean, it does. You know? It's interesting, though. You talk about how you don't like Dark comedies, but your number one is like <laughs> a comedy. 75% <laughs> a comedy. I disagree. I wouldn't say 75%. I think Guardians? there's a, like a, a closer Dude. balance between. Um, and, and, I don't know what it's it coming. is. It's just there's like so much heart to uh, this. Isn't no, a Guardians is. review? I'll have yeah, to come back to that. <laughs> Ooh, review. All right, peeps, what's your update All list? Right here we go. I'm going to mess up numbers, but that's what I do. <laughs> uh, number twenty nine is also Iron Man two. That's right. Number twenty eight is the first Thor. Number twenty seven is Iron Man three. 26 is The Incredible Hulk, matched with all three of my bros. I love it. Uh, 25 is Captain Marvel. 24 is Eternals, also tied with my bros. Uh, 23 is Thor Dark World. 22 is uh, the first Avenger, Captain America. 21 is Black Widow. Uh, 20 is Avengers 2, which is, I think, Age of Ultron. Ultron. Uh, 19 is the first Doctor Strange. 18 is Thor Ragnarok. 17 is Ant-Man 2. 16 is Ant-Man 1. Both of you guys, Ant-Man 2 is better than Ant-Man 1. I'm just saying. Disagree. Disagree. It's like right there. I just rewatched. Um, me and my daughter wanted to see Ant-Man 1 last night. We watched Ant-Man 1 last night, and I was like, man, it just one just isn't as good as Ant-Man the Wasp. It's good. I have them back-to-back, too, on my list, but Ant-Man and the Wasp clears it out. There's more Playing. going on in it. Playing the drums. All right, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no Anthony, so come on. Oh, I know. Uh, Dude, my daughter bald, man. She was like, <laughs> I was like, you just met this Ant. How are you so <laughs> She was in fucking tears. Oh, no. Crazy. Uh, 15 so is um, Captain America uh, Civil War. Um, uh, 14 is Spider-Man 2, uh, whatever home, far from home, <laughs> whatever, home. <laughs> grounded from home. And, uh, 13 is where Thor, Love and Thunder will fall. All right. Uh, above that will be, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, then we have 11 as Black Panther. 10 will be Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Nine will be original Iron Man. Eight will be original Avengers. Seven will be Shon Chi. Six will be Guardians Two. Five top five now is Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> number four is the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three is Endgame. Number two is Captain America: Winter Soldier. And number one will always be and will probably never be Trump. It is Infinity War. So did you you said uh did you say Winter Soldier's number two? Yeah. Yeah. Did that change? No. 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 Been, uh, I thought you had I thought you had Infinity War and Endgame back to back. No, 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 no. 
Oh, oh, interesting. I don't remember that. Okay. Very interesting. God. We have a couple that match. Fun to on hear these list. damn list. We do. Yeah. Friggins, I know. We do. Okay. Don, he doesn't match. All right. Any of it. I Here comes the real list, guys. The y'all real list. <laughs> oh, boy. The real wrong <laughs> For list. all you guys out there. <laughs> uh, number 29, Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, number 28, Iron Man 3, which is way worse than Iron Man 2. You both are all crazy. Uh, so Iron Man 3 is at 28. Number 27, The Incredible Hulk. Number 26, Black Widow. Number 25, Eternals. Number 24, Thor the Dark World. Number 23, Iron Man 2. Number 22, Thor, the first one. Number 21, Captain Marvel. Number 20, Doctor Strange. Number 19, (laughs) Ant-Man. Number 18, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Number 17, Black Panther. Number 16, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Number 15, Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number 14, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 13, Iron Man. Number 12, Thor, Love, and Thunder. I was guessing it was <laughs> going to be your 11. Okay, I, I was close. Too. Coming in at 12. Number 11, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 9, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number 8, Spider-Man No Way Home. Number 7, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, number six, Captain America Civil War. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then here we go with our Avengers movies taking the crescendo as they should. Number four, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number three, The First Avengers. Number two, Avengers Endgame. And number one, like peeps, greatest movie of all time, Avengers <laughs> Infinity War taking that top spot. Watched son. it again the other day and that's <laughs> still good. <laughs> it's so good. Unraveled. Unmatched. Uh, yeah, so it was different. It was definitely interesting. Like you said, when you get to that top kind of 15 of where to slide a movie in, so hard. And it's, like you said, yeah. it could change. It does all it takes sometimes watching that re that rewatch of something and being like, Yeah, I think I do still like that a little bit more, or trying to remember like where was my thoughts on that one coming out of the theater, or you know, so yeah, it's always it's always tricky, man. There's a lot of movies, and like Fred had said earlier, <clears throat> yeah, 29 movies, some are ranked really low. But overall, like like you said, I like every movie on this list. So even though something's 29, 28, 27, it might not be my favorite, but I still like them. I love every movie on here. Um, so, you know, no knock on that. Uh, it doesn't mean they're shitty just because they're low on the list. So just pointing that out once again. They were trying to get uh, their bearings. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like you said, sometimes rewatching them, you like – Black Panther was a lot lower on my list. I, I think maybe back in the day we might have done a podcast about it where I was like, eh, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. The more I watch it, it just climbs and climbs and climbs and climbs. And next thing, it's going to be in my top five soon. I mean, I every time I watch it, I like it more. Yeah, see, and I think it falls for me. So, <laughs> it's the other direction. Yeah, isn't that like your daughter's lowest? Yeah, but you know she she doesn't remember it. So but most of the ones at the bottom of her list are just the movies she hasn't really watched again that she remembers. Um, so she just kind of stuck them there because she had to rank all of them. So she just kind of threw everything kind of at the bottom, and then 
went with the one she remembered kind of up towards the top. I just think you need to ground her until she watches it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's what we're working on now. It's on the list cuz like we're, that's why we watched Ant-Man last night so we're going back and we're like she has to watch like all three of the Iron Man movies, she has to watch Black Panther, she has to watch both Ant-Mans. Um really a lot of the phase 1, phase 2 kind of stuff that was yeah. she was too young to really remember. Right. So um other than that, yeah, she's pretty caught up on everything else. So those those are the main movies there, uh, and the Captain Americas as well too. But those I'm hesitant just because those are the more serious ones. I don't think she'll have yeah. as much fun with. You know, as awesome as Winter Soldier is, I don't see it holding an eight year old's, you know, girl's attention very much. <laughs> so I think that one might be a little too rough. She loves Civil War, but it does uh, some, Winter Soldier quite I think a bit of action in it though. So it, it is, but it's. It's got to have more of the comedy. I think this was she likes that balance too when when she can laugh and something's fun, you know. Yeah. So that's why she Unlike likes. Fred. She likes. Yeah. <laughs> Cold-hearted individual. Cold-hearted yeah. bitch. With his guardian <laughs> of the galaxy at number one. Yeah, the galaxy the, number one. The contradiction. Chuck, chucking it up. I'm a Gemini. What can I say? <laughs> Making us laugh. All right, guys. <laughs> Well, that is our Am I Still on the Air Thor Love and Thunder spoiler review. I thank you guys so much for have tuned in and watched live with us tonight or listened later with the podcast. Um, so let's go around the horn and see where we can find everybody. Uh, Fred, throw it to you. Tell us the people. Well, well people, I um, yes. am lucky enough <laughs> to uh, make some appearances here and there uh, here on reddragonsradio.com, whether it be here on the Am I Still on the uh, Air spoiler reviews with host, lovely host DX Don Mega. Thank you lovely. for having us. Um, or downstairs, uh, sometimes I go to the uh, People's Forum and uh, go to that studio and do some guest appearances on the People's Forum show there with peeps. So um, thank you guys again, both of you, for, for having me on your lovely shows. Um, Occasionally, I pop in on some other shows. Recently, I did a special appearance on the Stay Sharp podcast, uh, which is a motivational podcast. And they invited me on to talk some motivational movies. And we talked about three of our favorite motivational films. Uh, so if you want to check that out, just uh, search Stay Sharp podcast. Uh, it's a fun, motivational, inspirational kind of, you know, get off your butt and go work out and be healthy and do the things you need to do. Uh, and I may also be making a second appearance on that pretty soon. Uh, things are in the works. I don't want to get too excited uh, too soon, but just, uh, you know, you hear it, heard it here first. Um, and I dabble a little bit on the TTRPG, which is kind of like live stream D&D stuff. Um, so every other Saturday you can catch... Uh, me and my friends on the D&D uh, game that we stream on twitch.tv slash mead and friends. Um, and uh, I'm going to just like whisper into the mic and say, I might have another TTRPG coming up here in the very near future. So stay tuned. I can't wait to announce some stuff that I can't talk about yet. Um, but a uh, little uh, hint, you might want to j- check out the Free Forge Discord's uh, channel. They do some live streaming shows and currently are running a stream called Stay Alive, which is like a Walking Dead kind of game. Um, and that's pretty fun to watch. It's got uh, a very Walking Dead vibe and, you know, just the, the action adventure, who's going to make it or not. Um, and uh, I, I may or may not have something kind of on the back burner over there. So we'll see. Uh, very exciting things to come, but uh, 
that's it for me, guys. Oh, wait, of course, if you want to chat, you can find me at Friggins on Twitter or Instagram. It's right there in the bottom of the screen here. So that's at Friggins, F-R-I-G-G-I-N-Z, Friggins with a Z. Boom and a boom. I hope you took notes. That was a lot of stuff. It was, and, sorry. Uh, all right. <laughs> Peeps, uh, where people can find you? I have a podcast, The People's Forum. I mean, you gotta have a little bit more energy. It's a good podcast. He talks. Let me let me step in there for. Excuse me. Hold, just go off to the side right there, real quick. Um, the the peeps here is being a little bit humble and he's being a little bit shy. And I'm just gonna like throw it out there that he likes to talk his Marvel Cinematic Mondays, where he typically will break down something going down with Marvel. But he added this like little asterisk in the corner that says sometimes also DC. Um, and you may get some DC, DC knowledge. <laughs> You might get a little, like, <laughs> little stuffing things dropped in there uh, on his Monday show, and occasionally get this nice little sprinkle of uh, an extra special spice uh, when he might throw in, you know, an old school movie review or a new school movie review or something extra there. See, peeps, you gotta have. A I thought you were going to say you're the extra spice when I invite that you. That is on. actually. The cherry on top is when oh, I get to jump in. And then sometimes you're lucky and you get two cherries on top when it's me and DX jumping in. <laughs> well, I'm sure those cherries are going to be super excited when we're talking about everything there is to talk about about Miss Marvel <laughs> TV show. I, I'm wow. going to be sick that week. So, oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm going to give kidding. you some, uh, some, some, some vitamin C. All right. Vitamins right now. Anyway, yes. People's Forum podcast, I do. I talk about nerdy crap all the time. Uh, for my peoples, at for my peoples, right there on the Twitters. If you want to tell me how much you love me, um, you can do that too. Um, on the TikToks, on the not TikTok. Why well, I'm looking at the thing, <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> on the TikTok, not really, not on. Not TikTok. Really. No, not at all. No, but DX is. <laughs> yeah, so you can just check me out. You you might you may or may not enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Okay. Well, there you go. That's where you can find these guys, as they're always here as well, for the Am I Still on the Airs. Uh, of course, our show is Am I on the Airs. So you can follow right there, all Am I on the Air, one word. Uh, follow on Twitter and pretty much all social medias, our YouTube, our TikTok, our Instagram. Got video reviews up there that you guys can check out, quick reactions to movies uh, and everything else going on in the world. Um, but, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, everything right there. Am I on the air? And me directly at DX Don Mega. And of course, you could check out the main podcast every Monday night, bringing you the latest and greatest in entertainment news, television, movies, non spoiler reviews is right there on Am I on the air? So make sure you check that out. All righty, guys. That brings us to the end of our show. All right. So I hope you've all enjoyed our Thor Love and Thunder spoiler review. Um, and uh, always keep an eye open for when we do these. It's Like I said, sometimes it doesn't even need to be a comic book movie. Uh, if, the, if the fans are demanding it, we'll try to bring it to y'all uh, when we can. And so always keep an eye out for our Am I Still in the Air spinoff episodes and, of course, everybody's individual projects that we do here. So take care of yourselves and each other and uh, have an amazing week. And until next time, y'all, peace! Deuces. Red Dragon!